Hi, I'm Sue. And I'm Rach. And this is the Georgia Air Podcast. And in this episode, we're talking about... Frederica. Yeah. So we were just saying that we probably didn't really need to reread Frederica, right? No, I've read this so many times. Yeah. It is definitely one of my top comfort reads. Yeah, it's just amazing. It is. But then we'll talk about why is it so amazing. Mm-hmm. And because we talk, because we said a bit before that it it doesn't have mm. an awful lot of plot, does it? No, true. No, I, I think it's like a series of scrapes. That's exactly what, yeah, that's exactly what I think as well. It's like a, yeah, a series of little stories yeah. that are fun and charming. Yeah. It's a very charming book, isn't it? Yeah. Charming by themselves. Um, and also, I guess, tell a, a, a love story Yeah, I, at the same time. I think what helps it is it's the most um, child-focused of her yes. books, I think, because Felix and Jessamy have such a big part in it and they are adorable. Yeah. And that gives it a different feel. I've, I've always read this thinking, God, I bet there are some single parents out here who just snap. This this is their pornography. This <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. Because she's doing, Frederica's doing this amazing job of raising yeah. her family. But, you know, it's a lot for her to bear by herself. And, yeah. you know, Alvastope comes in as this yeah. amazing figure who can help her and share in, in all of this yeah. with her. And as well, it doesn't feel like it's saying that she couldn't cope by herself either. No, no. Frederica's doing this amazing job of raising yeah. her family. Yeah. And she is very likeable, yeah, isn't she? Absolutely. She's such a likeable character. You can imagine her being your friend. Plot-wise, it starts with Alverstoke um, being, oh God, nagged to death by his sisters mm. who want him to throw a ball at Alvestoke House for their daughters. Yeah, so it's... Well, it's his sister and his cousin, isn't it? That is, oh, yeah. yeah Mrs. Daunter is the cousin. That's right. And mother of his heir, Endymion Daunty, mm. and um, Chloe. Yeah. Who's his sister. And then there's the Mrs. Buxted. Lady Buxted. Sorry, on. sorry, Lady Buxted. Give her a due. Yeah, and then Jane Buxted, who is her daughter. Yeah. And they're haranguing him to... Oh, yeah, haranguing is the right word. Yeah. Yeah. I love the fact that Lady Buxted is just too tight. She's got the money. She just doesn't want to spend it. Yeah. And yeah, he refuses, right? He's, he's just Personally, not having it. Not having it. He doesn't want the trouble. Oh, God, no. He can't weird. see why he, ha- he should have to do it. Mm. Uh, but then... Um, the Merrivilles. The Merrivilles come to town. Yeah. And um, try and enlist his help. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Frederica. Frederica, mm-hmm. the eldest daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, who is... So they're, they're orphans. Yeah. Um, and she is of age, I think. She's 24, yeah. 24. And there's an older brother as well, who we meet later. Harry. And there's uh, Karis. Oh, Karis. Be- beautiful Karis. Do we not call her Charis? Oh, I don't know. I listened to an audio book and it's Karis, but I don't oh. know. Okay, well, you call her whatever you want. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, Karis, Maryville, mm. Jessamy and Felix. Yeah. Who are the younger brothers. Mm-hmm. And Federica has come to town. She, she feels that her her very very beautiful sister is wasted yeah. up north, <laughs> and brought her to town for a season. Yeah, but she needs an introduction to polite society. Yes, and so calls upon cousin Aberstoke. Yeah, yeah, to, to lend a hand. And 
I don't think he's particularly keen at the beginning, but mm. I suspect largely for reasons of perversity and just to, to get one over his, mm. well, over Lady Buxted in particular, he yeah. decides to help out. Well, that first meeting with, mm. with, with Federica, so he, you know, they clearly, they have a bit of banter, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he's basically saying, no, I'm not going to do this. Mm. But then Caris walks in. Oh, yeah. And is very, very beautiful. And I mm. think what's going through his mind is, oh, I'm going to get one over on. Yeah on my sister um, because yeah because she is going to completely mm. shine down her quite planned daughter I felt quite bad for Jane I know but she's not a very nice character either no no yeah. it's okay so um, it's okay to call her ugly <laughs> <laughs> so I really like the first meeting between Frederica and Alvstoke because she's so cool calm and collected Mm. You know, she's just sitting there at her desk, he comes in and she talks to him like an equal. And she yeah. doesn't get flustered by anything he says or does, and she gives back to him as good as she gets. Yeah. And that's clearly quite the novelty to him. He's used to women who are fawning over him. Yeah, exactly. And she yeah, she's very like yeah, she's self possessed. She's mm. um she's held household for a long time by herself yeah. because her mother died quite young. Yeah. yeah. When she was quite young and um and she's had charge of her whole family for um, for years yeah and I think they're not actually that impressed with each other to begin with are they no like she thinks that he's kind of cold and high handed yeah and he just doesn't think much of her level yeah. of attractiveness I suppose no exactly possibly good looking yeah um, and she's a managing female yeah that's what I say to myself sometimes in the morning I'm like oh you're passable yeah <laughs> you can leave the house <laughs> and from there the rest of the story is just how those two spend time together and the scrapes that yeah. the Merivals fall into and which Alvestoke lends a hand in, yeah. in getting them out of. Yeah, and it's another transformation story, isn't it? In terms of yeah. he he is um, represented in the beginning of the book as quite idle, mm-hmm. quite selfish. Yep. He doesn't really have, you know, he doesn't have strong family ties, he doesn't really get involved in his family, he doesn't yeah. really want to. He helps some of his friends out financially, but yeah. just because it doesn't really affect him at all he doesn't have to put much of an effort into that and he's willing to help people he likes but not from a sense of duty no you know yeah he doesn't have any really strong sense of duty but Mm. on the other hand Frederica really does have a very strong sense Mm. of duty very strong family ties between them and she would do anything for her family yeah um and then again and is his transformation for um and he, he gradually, because of these series of scrapes that the family get into, mm. he becomes more embroiled yeah. in that um, in the in the family, mm. um, and and then becomes more responsible, it's less like, selfish. It's like he realizes that he's he's actually a family man. Yeah, and and there's value in it. There's value yeah. in that family life, and yeah, and um, he falls under the spell of Felix and Jessamy almost yeah. as much as he does Frederica, right? Yeah. Definitely. Because I think he says at some point, you know, he, he could quite happily forget about Harry and Karis Charis. Mm. But Felix and Jared Jessamy, he would, regardless of Frederica, yeah. be there for them. Yeah. Yes, he likes them for his for their own sake. Yeah. Oh, God, they're likeable. Apart really from a nice. couple of bits. Right. I, okay. I thought those those kids were little angels. And then rereading it, there were two bits. Um so one where Jessamy says that all females are nodcocks <laughs> and one where Felix says oh you know what females are <laughs> come on guys 
Show yeah. for a bit of gratitude to sisters. Yeah. But I think that was a bit where they were doing like some male bonding. Oh, right. You know, and they were, yeah. you know, were going to, yeah, <laughs> outside the house, outside the shackles of <laughs> <laughs> their family. Yeah, no, I still love those two. They're great. Um, so the first scrape. Yes. What was that one? Oh, it was Lufra. Yeah, yeah. Lufra? Go on then. Lufra. Oh, maybe that's right, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's two Fs though. Lufra, Lufra. Oh, God. Well. Let's do Lufra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do Lufra for me and Karis for you. Yeah. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, uh, Frederica takes. Lufra to Green Park for a little walk, not knowing that there are uh, milk cows. Yeah, grazing there. there. Yeah, I guess that's not done anymore, is that? No, <laughs> I've been to Green Park. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to the tube station. They don't have cows there. No. Um, but yeah, so it's a shame. Oh yeah, be made. I don't like the idea of warm milk though. They were drinking warm milk. Well, it's unpasteurized as well. Yeah. yeah, I don't. No, no, thank you. Um, so yeah, first of all, kind of Lufra runs wild with some little kids and initially scares them but then they learn to love the cute doggy and then, then... oh we should probably say love as a dog almost <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> covered um and then love the dog uh runs off to kind of uh, chase the cows and there ends up being this big scene where yeah. tons of people in this park are all sort of gathered around frederica demanding justice and threatening to take the dog away. And this dog has done something rogue in the past, right? It saved Jessamy's yeah, life. Yeah, saved Jessamy, yeah. After Jessamy saved the dog's life. Um, lovely. Um, and so she kind of name drops Alverstoke to get them off her back and to, and so they will end up like in convoy heading over to Alverstoke house. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. Then and descending on before noon. Oh, so yeah. So before he's up and about. Um, so yeah they arrive at his house and then rather than him coming down straight away he's doing his cravat he's doing his neckcloth yeah and it's the most detail I've actually ever read in one of these books about the neckcloth process yeah and he's just talking about how over a period of time he's gradually lowering his chin by degrees I don't understand this I know <laughs> I don't understand it to get the folds yeah I don't yeah I, I don't guess it's quite it. starched isn't it it would be starched yeah but that's how he gets the folds and then because it goes yeah I I don't know enough about this but yeah there's the series of folds going up the neck I guess yeah and then yeah and then it's tied somehow I think we need to do like a YouTube video in the future where it's me and you trying to do the trying to do it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll see um so yeah he comes down and he kind of he puts everyone everyone to rights gives a telling off to the interfering lady who had no business being there and then the farmers not farmers what are they being milk cow owners um yeah well there's there's a herdsmen. park warden yes there's, there's two park wardens and a, and a and a cowman yeah or herdsman yeah yeah and and this is where the um the story of the Belakistan hound comes up yeah. as well because because she originally said oh it's a because you know, it's obviously a a mongrel yeah um this dog and uh, she in the park to sort of save herself and to save save luff she uh, says that it's a, a board, um, barcelona collie yeah that um is she, owned by yeah the marquis of, of Aberstoke, and um 
Yeah, and then and then he when he when they're all the house, yeah. he sort of plays with her and says, "No, it's no such thing." Yeah, <laughs> you foolish girl. I've told you before. Yeah, it's Belakistan Hound. Belakistan Hound. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and everyone is, I think, welcome to take that excuse and get paid off by Mister Trevor. Yeah. Oh, Mister Trevor. We should do a shout out to Mister Trevor. Oh, he's he's, an he's angel, such a isn't good he? character, isn't he? Yeah, he he is the member of staff that everyone wants right he is just so capable yeah so he's um his lordship's secretary mm. and does like also does everything for him really, absolutely everything yeah, yeah. i never understood why he needed a secretary because he doesn't do a lot it, obviously he has a seat in the house of lords yeah doesn't seem to do a lot <laughs> no in the house of lords no but i guess he has tenants and properties yeah. that need managing yeah and lots of Lots of yeah, just engagements. Yeah, someone's got to keep his uh, love letters in order. Um, yeah, I, I like Mr. Trevor a lot, and I like his kind of quiet love story with Chloe Daughtry. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's definitely one of the kind of oh, I'd like to know that spin-off story. Yeah, I like it. I mean, in my head, they definitely they go on and get married yeah they give it a little time a little bit of yeah. time for chloe to get a bit older and have another season enough time for charles to establish himself in order politics and then they get married and they go on diplomatic missions and then maybe solve some murders yeah okay okay that, we're, okay yeah we're going a bit further than my <laughs> imagination originally <laughs> let us but okay i think they'd be good at it no yeah, idea I, I don't know about chloe we don't really. No, you only hear a few descriptions of her as being sort of ha- having a, a gravity and a thoughtfulness. Yeah, that's quite appealing. Every time she speaks in the book, she seems a little bit silly. Yeah, how old she's? Is she a bit younger in this movie? Like seventeen or something? Yeah, she's younger because yeah. Yeah, another that's reason she, for her to wait a little while to get married, perhaps. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm not sure. It's not a particularly. I mean, there's so many well developed characters mm. in this like mm-hmm. all of the young, all of the siblings yeah, are really well developed characters um, and I think out of any of her books just the yeah it, how, she, how she manages to describe these characters and how you get to know them yeah. in a really quick amount of time yeah. is amazing in this book and it's one of the reasons why it's so charming I think mm-hmm. but Chloe's not one that you spend a lot of time with And shortly after meeting Frederica in this this first meeting between them, he also meets Felix, and yes. that's a really nice little yes. little and, meet up. And very early on, mm. um, Felix persuades him to take him to the foundry. Yes, I have that okay. bit. Okay, so as he's as he's leaving, he says, "Recollect that I've become a member of the family, and don't stand on points with me. I'll usher myself out." This, however, he was not obliged to do since Felix was lying in wait for him in the hall and escorted him out to his carriage in a very civil manner, which had its root in its determination to wring from him the promise of a visit to the foundry in Soho. Have no fear, said his lordship, the matter shall be attended to. Yes, sir, thank ye. But you'll go with me yourself, won't you? Not your secretary. My dear boy, why should I? I dare say Mr Trevor knows far more about these mysteries than I do. Yes, but oh, do come yourself, sir, it would make it first rate. The Marquis believed himself to be hardened against flattery. He thought that he had experienced every variety, but he discovered that he was mistaken. The blatantly worshipful look in the eyes of a twelve-year-old, anxiously raised to his, was new to him, and it pierced his defences. 
he was capable of giving the coolest of set-downs to any gushing female, and the advances of toad eaters he met with the most blistering of snubs. But even as he realised how intolerably bored he would be in Soho, he found himself quite unable to snub his latest and most youthful admirer. It would be like kicking a confiding puppy. So Master Felix Merivale, presently racing up the stairs again to the drawing room, was able to inform Frederica triumphantly that all was right. Cousin Alvastoke was going to take him to see the pneumatic lift himself, and further that he was a regular trump. It's almost as if he's never really had that much exposure to that kind of family life. Definitely. And and, and, and I think it's actually said, said in the book, like, all of his nephews and nieces have been presented to him mm. you know all very like so clean and mm-hmm. um on their best behavior and taught to fear him a little bit as well yeah. i think and then you have these these kids both mm. jessamy and jessamy's a little bit more starched up but mm. he's is um you know not a nice kid a nice honest kid yeah. and then felix who is just doesn't doesn't care about yeah. <laughs> the fact that he's a marquis and yeah yeah and um and, and he's you know they're they're nice engaging yeah. children I think they have a lot of self-assurance as a family yeah they're just yeah, confident in a place in the world yeah and I think that he's clearly had a very um sheltered life hasn't he mm. and and hasn't really ever had the kind of family life mm. even when he was a kid mm. hasn't had that kind of family life you don't even hear much about his friends do you you know he's friends with Mr Morton yeah but no. you don't feel like there's a bosom bow in there. No. Yeah, so I don't think there's, yeah, there's obviously not a lot of affection other than yeah. women of easy virtue. <laughs> <laughs> Barks of frailty. Yeah. Uh, he's, and and then he, he never falls in love with any of them. No. So it seemed, it seemed like he had well-born women who he had flirtations with and Barks of frailty, which I'm guessing is sexual favours in return for pretty things. Yeah, yeah. Something like that, isn't it? Yeah. I think there's another bit as well that talks about his talks about his childhood and his fashionable mother mm. who um he didn't didn't maybe didn't really pay much attention to him. So he had a lot mm. of money but maybe not a lot of love and he doesn't you know, there's no love lost between him and his sisters. Definitely not. So, yeah. And I think Frederica almost um if it well, it feels a bit sorry for him mm. Mm. about that. Um Which has got to be a very unique experience for him, anyone feeling yeah. sorry for him. And also just the fact that they don't want to be beholden to him and they don't want to borrow money from him. Or, yeah. Or, you know, it's like, oh, this is a unique yeah. experience. If, yeah, everybody that's nice to him sort of wants something from him. Yeah. I guess it's like being a celebrity. Yeah. Can't really trust your the people who are around you because you don't know yeah. the motivations. And so it's not really surprising that he is this selfish character mm-hmm. who, yeah, gets bored very easily, is a bit uh, standoffish. Yeah a bit high in the instep mm-hmm. and um yeah and then this and then but then this family sort of breaks him down yeah and oh they tear down the defenses around his heart yeah. lovely. Mm. lovely um and then there's like a minor scrape of felix boarding a steam packet yeah he doesn't really have to get involved in that though does he no he's away but i think that's just to show how you know frederica is a sensible woman who didn't get too worried about this yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, she did. I mean, Charles was missing overnight. Nights. Yeah, he's eleven years old. I mean, maybe she's different been times. A, different a, times. A little bit more worried about that. <laughs> um, and as an example as well of Jessamy playing the early Christian martyr, hmm. 
which I love. I think they describe this aspect of his personality really well. So he wants to join the church when he's older, doesn't he? Mm. And he's constantly trying to hold himself up to these really high standards. But he's a kid and he's human, so he's Mm. failing sometimes Mm. and beating himself up over it. And and everyone tries to steer him away from that path and Mm. convince him that he is that he is human. Oh, it's because he took um, Felix to a boxing match, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. There was a verse as, as a play that had a melodrama that was a oh, bit... Yeah, a bit risky. Yeah, a bit risky. I think this, that was the first thing. Yeah. And then he takes him to this boxing match. Yeah. And uh, he said he says to Frederica, kind of think, coming clean, it wasn't the boxing, but the company, Jessamy said. I didn't know, but I might have guessed that I, who mean to enter the church, was leading my little brother into bad ways. Recognising the signs of what her brother Harry rudely called the early Christian martyr, Frederica said hastily, Nonsense, Chesamy, you're refining too much upon it. You may have noticed the company, but all Felix cared for was the fights. And she think, yeah, I can I can totally imagine siblings yeah. kind of coming up with the oh, Chesamy's being the early Christian martyr again. Yeah. And yeah, and I think that's just another um example of ha- of of how these secondary characters who aren't mm. really secondary characters because they're so much part, mm. of, part of the book but they're, they're quite they're so well developed aren't they you can absolutely understand he's a teenager yeah and then he's got these different I mean he's a very straight laced teenager <laughs> but um, he's got he's a very he's a serious mm. serious kid but also mm. really wants to show his um, he's got a lot of pluck hasn't yeah, he yeah he wants to show his pluck he's a bit jealous of Felix yeah. in that and that leads to the affair of the pedestrian coracle oh yeah which is the next scrape i think um yeah in between there is the um the ball the big oh, ball yeah, well, yeah. we should probably talk about that so the ball finally comes along and it's a success everyone loves karis yeah um and it's quite a good scene in the beginning where um because Mrs. Buxton had only met Frederica. Yeah. Which, yeah, um, Aberstoke saw too that she only met Frederica. That situation. And then when. I'm very interested. Like, have you ever met anybody so beautiful in Mm -hmm. real life Mm -hmm. where it sort of stops conversation in a room? Um, No. (laughs) I'm not quite sure I'd buy that actually happening. Yeah. But anyway, mm-hmm. she's meant to be so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she, when she comes in, she stops all conversation. Yeah. Um, I think Mrs. Buxton realises what <laughs> that she's all been taken for a fool. Yeah. And um, people sort of, like, the men felt fall instantly in love with her. Yeah, but also um, Frederica gains a few admirers yeah. as well, doesn't she? Because the men of sense, I think, prefer, prefer yeah. her. Yeah. She's got countenance and style. And, yeah, because you know. Lord Buxted... Oh yeah, um, Mrs. Bu- God, Lady Buxton's son mm. um, prefers Frederica, mm. and so does Darcy Morton. Yeah, she, yeah, she's you know she's not sitting on the with the wallflowers, is she? She's no. out there dancing, and she's got more countenance. Oh yeah, and you can actually have a conversation with her. Yeah, and she's got, yeah a bit more about her, more charm. I like I like one bit though where um where Kara says something like. Uh, oh, everyone's always so friendly. Yeah, I know. I yeah, yeah. There's a description of how they weren't really worried about going to this party because Frederica yeah. was quite self-assured, and Caris is just that yeah. she's never been to a party where she hasn't had yeah. <laughs> been able to dance 
you know, taking part, taking part in every dance, had yeah. partners, had yeah. interest. I feel like I know people who are that attractive. Yeah. And just have an entirely different experience of life because yeah. everyone just does whatever they want. Yeah, naturally. especially when they're young. Yeah. yeah. Um, and basically, Karis is just, which, what do they describe her as? A, a ninny hammer? Oh, yeah. Lockcock? Widgeon? Yeah. Widgeon's a popular one. Yeah. Yeah. So she hasn't got much sense. Her character's interesting, I think, because. At the beginning, she's pre- presented as being someone who's not very silly, but who's not very clever. Mm. But she's basically okay. She's she's perfect for the men of the age. You know, they yeah. don't want a clever wife. And she can sew. And she can sew. So she makes her own dress for the ball. Yeah, very well, apparently. And she can have that. And she can hold household and she can yeah. cook, yeah. I think, yeah. is what you're saying. Mm. All right. Um, she dress a joint. Oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> who can't? Um <laughs> But then at the end of it, when Frederica's away for a while, she absolutely falls to pieces yeah. and she becomes like this hysterical, bubbling yeah. mess. But towards the end, you really end up not liking her too much because she's yeah. selfish as well yeah. about that. And yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird one. I, I guess we're just encouraged to believe that it's just not having a steady influence around her that's led her to go off the rails like that but then you worry about her future marriage with Endymion because you think well but but then but that does make sense because um there's what I think what is said about her um but I think Frederica says it's about her and maybe Alvisek as well that she just she just agrees to sort of whoever is speaking to her at that that time like she um she just agrees with everybody's opinions Mm -hmm. that yeah, it's speaking, and and when Federica is there and has that sort mm. of influence over her, mm-hmm. she, um, yes, she doesn't behave stupidly. But then that time away from Federica and more sensible, yeah. guiding hand, yeah. turns her into a yeah. silly child. But in her married life, she's not going to have a more sensible guiding hand. Well, and that's what Federica's worried about. Uh, yeah, yeah, because she falls in love with Endymion, mm. who is also very handsome but stupid yeah i want to see their children i imagine they're gonna be amazing yeah but stupid yeah (laughs) and um yeah and that is a bit it's a bit of a tiresome love story because they're they're quite stupid although it is funny because he is no, oh, he's probably just going to get sent on a diplomatic mission, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, not even all of Cousin Elverstone's powers could make that happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're quite, yeah, they're just a silly couple, aren't they? Yeah. But basically harmless. And and Harry as well. I think it, it, he annoys me. Mm. I think, um, but he's, yeah, he's basically charming, and they, they say he's like his, his father, or he's, he's got a lot of charm, but perhaps not mm. the most sensible. And he'll just retire to the country and be a country squire and talk about hunting all the time. And that's that's fine. And it is Frederica who's got the ambition for something more. She's got, like, the most ambition in the family, really, yeah. hasn't she? She, she enjoys is, having a role in society. Yeah. But at least initially, that is for... That's for that her ambition is for her family. Her ambition yeah. is for Karis yeah. to make a, mm. make a good match. But even if it was for herself, I think that's that's fine if she wants to be a fashionable person and go to the best parties and yeah live that life i get that's that seems like a natural ambition yeah i mean she definitely because there's a bit where they're talking about where she um Alvesek and her are talking about and, and Alvesek is, is saying this does this isn't caris's ambition oh, yeah, yeah. to have this brilliant match yeah and the implication um, is it's yours it's yours um and and she she had first said i'm really enjoying yeah. London and she is she really loves yeah. like that life yeah. and that seems to be what she's suited mm. to 
Um, Which is helpful because actually any wife, wife of Alfred yeah. is going to need to have that role. Yeah, I get the feeling. I do. I know what you mean about Carys and, and Dimian. Um, you know how, how are they going to get on? But you know they'll go and live in a little house somewhere. Uh, he's not poor anyway, no, is he? Like, exactly. They will do absolutely fine. And she's happy to, yeah. you know, not have cooks and mm-hmm. lots of servants and things like that. That's what she likes. Just she be can make her own drinks. clothes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So around this point as well, uh, Alvestoke goes so far as to kiss Frederica's hand. Yeah. Oh, and there's an electric current between them. And he sees her pull away a little bit. Yeah. And then he backs off. Yeah, and the next time they meet, she, he's like a he's a bit yeah. um, a bunker uncle yeah. once again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I think yeah, that's when Jessamy and the pedestrian curable thing happens, yeah. which isn't really a big big. T- oh no, it is. He actually injures an animal, doesn't he? I think. Yeah, but um, it's not it's not a huge. Guy, but yeah. He makes more of it, so he's, of it's, he does. So it sounds like a balance bike. <laughs> yeah. Thing. So I was trying to work out what it's it like is. It's a sling like, between two wheels with a steering bar. Yeah, but basically you push yourself at all. Yeah. But it's like a bike, but yeah. it doesn't have pedals, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and he wants to try this thing. And as part of it is this thing about him wanting to show that he's got some yeah. luck and he's, yeah. you know, as adventurous as yeah. Felix. And so he does this, and but he but it causes he, he gets into a well, it's Luff with a cane, isn't it? Yeah, but it's another, another dog, dog yeah. <laughs> that takes exception to it, and then Luff is defending okay. Jessamy. Right, let's blame the other dog. Yeah, it Ugh. is though. I hate that dog. And um, yeah, and it causes a terrible scene. And again, he does the whole I am going to name drop Alvestoke because yeah, because he Ooh. didn't want Frederica to yeah. be to be worried by all. Yeah, which is sweet. Yeah. Um, so again, a whole troop of angry people yeah. <laughs> end up going to Elstoke House, and, uh, and again he comes to the rescue. He doesn't yes, have to do does. very much, but what he does, you know, no, it's he doesn't care about the money. Mister Trevor will deal with you. Yeah, but the way he handles Jessamy, yes. who's obviously taking oh, it very seriously, yes. it's so sweet. Like it's he gets how Jessamy is feeling about it, and he feels mortified by it, and he's talking about how he's not fit for orders. Yeah. yeah. He gives him some really good advice, which I have here. Through no particular fault of your own, and there is no need whatsoever for any soul-searching, I'm glad to know you can fall into scrapes. You'll be a better parson if you have understanding of human frailty than if you were to be a saint at 16 years of age. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's good advice. It just shows that he is... It's not just about um, his role in their lives, Mm. in their lives... Getting more and more in, mm-hmm. entwined, and he is starting mm. to act like a father figure. Yeah, definitely to both of them. Well, I think it's interesting. I don't, I don't think Frederica would have given different advice, but just it coming no. from him. Yeah, does seem to give it yeah. a bit more weight with with Jessamy. Yeah, because Harry is old brother. Mm. Um, you know, they're, they're a loving family, but he doesn't want to take on that responsibility. No. And he's not, he's not old enough. He's just, you know, he's, in, he's not really clever He's enough, at university, either. isn't he? Yeah. He's, you know, he's, he's just trying to, is it Oxford? Yeah. Can't remember. Um, and he, yeah, but he's just not in a position to give that kind no. of, um, yeah, kind of help. Mm. But then, it's, a, it's a tricky one, because I think that while Frederica and Harry are siblings, they are sort of in a parental role, or at least Frederica is. So they've got a, yeah. Sometimes be the sister, sometimes be the, the mother figure. Yeah. And, and try to 
muddle along as best they can. So while all these scrapes are going on, obviously Frederica and Aldo don't get to spend more and more time with each other. And I think about halfway through the book, they're still not yeah. totally comfortable with their feelings for each other. Yeah, yeah you get little little flashes of, of mm. the um, the idea that they might they they are growing more um, affectionate towards each other and that they they like each other and they like each other's company. Mm. Uh, that kiss on the hand, I think, happens before this as well yeah she sort of you know that they're um that they like each other mm -hmm. and then you get this bit which yeah which is about just over halfway through where they are really we, you get a bit of insight into what both of them are thinking yeah so she's had two proposals one from lord buxted and one from darcy morton he sounds lovely yeah yeah but then after that she's thinking you know, she thinks, oh, neither of them would yeah. fit, would could look after the boys. Neither of them would be <laughs> yeah. um, would be good for you know my family. Mm. And then she sort of says, well, of course, Alvastoke could do it. Yes, and mm. and then she says, um, so yeah, she's thinking a little bit about Alvastoke being the, the father figure. Mm. And she said, but at this point, her musings came to an abrupt halt. She was obliged to give herself a mental shake, renewing her resolve not to think about Alvastoke at all. This was not easy. Whether he knew it or not, he had developed an uncomfortable habit of intruding upon her thoughts, and to allow him to do so could only bring her to fiddlestick's end. And then it goes on to say, had she been told that she was rapidly becoming an obsession with him, she would have been incredulous. Yeah. I, I read that and gasped. I know. It's, I, it's so, the, the love story is so charming. Mm -hmm. And then he, you get, then you start getting a bit of an insight into how he's feeling. Yeah. And, um, you know, at first he's thinking, God, I don't understand why I um, why I have these feelings. Yeah. And then, yeah, um, unconsciously following the example Frederica had set, he began to do her justice, trying to discover what quality in her it, it was that had jerked him out of his idle hedonism into a state of nagging uncertainty. It was a pleasant exercise, but it brought him no nearer to solving the problem. He liked her composure, her frankness, the smile in her eyes, her ready appreciation of the ridiculous, the gay courage which, um, with which she shouldered the burdens too heavy for a girl to bear, the way she caught herself up guiltily on cant phrase culled from her brother's vocabularies, the intent look which came into her face when she was pondering a ticklish question, the unexpected thing she said, but what was there in all of this to disrupt his present life and to place his untrammeled future in jeopardy? Nothing, of course. She had certainly aroused in him feelings he had not known he possessed, but she could be no more than a passing fancy. A frown gathered on his brow as he thought this over. The devil of it was that the more he saw of her, the stronger grew the feeling he had for her, which was not love, an emotion that belonged to one's salad days, not yet mere liking. Call it affection. It caused him to think about her far too much for his peace of mind, and really he must be going senile to be constantly aware of a wish to lift the burdens from her shoulders. Mm. It's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, I think we can call that love, Alvastow. Yeah, it is, and he knows that in the end. But um, it's just really nice. Like these, that I like these love stories where the two, they're both trying to deny it, they're mm -hmm. both trying to fight against it. Mm -hmm. But it's just the love is too strong Ugh. in the end. Yeah, and um, I guess they come to a crunch point at the balloon ascension. So they all go. Um, along to watch this balloon ascension 
And then Felix, the little scamp, climbs into the basket. Well, he doesn't even climb ending. into a basket, oh, does no, he? No, he holds onto a rope. rope and then climbs up. Oh, goodness I, I, me! My heart was pounding reading yeah. that bit. That was tense. Yeah. And yeah, they managed to get him in, and they're flying over Stamol, where me and Rachel went to school. I know. I love that bit, and <laughs> yeah. and the chase afterwards when they because they go through yeah. Stamol towards yeah. Watford. Um, yeah. Like, oh, that's our neck of the woods. Nice mm. one. Um, and yeah, and they come down unfortunately into a tree. Yeah. And brave little Felix um, although he's fantastic at climbing trees his hands are numb from the cold Yeah. and he falls down and he breaks a couple of ribs and he hits his head and he's covered in scratches and he's in a bad way yeah and what had happened so when they saw this happening um, they saw him get in, eventually get into the basket mm. um, and at first uh, I was like, I was like there's, no, there's no point in chasing the balloon. Yeah. And then there's a moment, there's Jessamy saying, let me have your caracal, mm-hmm. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment where Frederica says to Alvastoke, he just, she just says, cousin? Yeah. And then he's like, okay, I'll do it. Oh. And, oh. and um, him and Jessamy go mm. off chasing the balloon. Yeah. It's basically a car chase, <laughs> Regency yeah. style. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> Chasing, yeah. I don't know how realistic this is, but anyway. Um, so, and that leads to Alvastoke taking on one of the biggest responsibilities he's ever had in his yeah. life. And as as you said, as you said, <laughs> as you see. said, um, Felix is in a very bad way, and yeah. it's not necessarily the injuries from the fall, is it? It's the fact mm. that he was very, very cold. He gets bronchitis easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously not as easily treated mm. in those days and which means that Avstoke has to spend a, a night nursing him and a scary night as well like he he looked really ill yeah, yeah. It's like a fever and I think he was yeah. worried he almost called the doctor out again at one point yeah that whole um period at Monk's Farm mm. I really love that bit of yeah. the story because yeah. it really does show how Avastoke has changed yeah and it's a really sweet yeah there's mm. just some really sweet like, moments there's a bit where Felix wakes up and sees him mm. and he's still kind of delirious but just goes oh you're here so I'm okay yeah <laughs> yeah um, and then Frederica comes obviously the next day as quickly mm. as she can mm-hmm. and um, and then they're taking turns to look yeah. after him and there's some nice bits where they've got teamwork like he's lifting Felix yeah. up so she can flump, plump his pillow yeah. and you just, it looks so domestic in yeah. your imagination doesn't it yeah and then there's just yeah there's a moment where she, he walks in and Frederica is crying oh god I oh, was crying I know I know <laughs> I, yeah this yeah I don't cry very easily no, <laughs> at no. books well I didn't when I first read this but um I yeah oh yeah this is just heart-wrenching I'm feeling a little teary just talking about yeah. it and yeah so he he walks in she's crying and then she and then he sort of realises and, and Felix is very still mm-hmm. so was, you're sort of thinking oh no, no he's, yeah. he's dead yeah. um, but then she says oh no cousin we've done the thing yeah. so it's just he's quiet because he's, his fever is broken and he's going to be a friend <laughs> <laughs> don't 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 but then after that once he's out of the out of the woods they have a little bit more time to go on walks and drives around the yeah. countryside and and actually he is on the brink and then at oh, that yeah. point he knows mm-hmm. doesn't he mm-hmm. he knows he's in love with her he's gonna After try his luck that, yeah mm-hmm. try his luck and he 
Did you do that bit? Yeah. So he um, knows he's, he, he wants to propose. Mm-hmm. And so um, he accompanied Federica on a, a rambling walk and they had paused by a star before retracing their steps. Leaning on the topmost bar, she stared ahead, a troubled look on her face. Federica, said his lordship, recklessly taking the plunge. She paid no heed. But when he repeated her name, she turned her head and said, I beg your pardon, I wasn't attending. Did you say something to me, cousin? Not yet, he replied. I was merely trying to recall your attention. What were you thinking about so deeply? I was trying to remember the name of an excellent jelly which Mrs Anstor, our vicar's wife, you know, recommended to me when Jessie and Felix were so pulled by the measles, she said seriously. It did them a great deal of good, and I think it would be just the thing for Felix now. If only I could... Oh, I have it. Dr. Radcliffe's restorative pork jelly. How could I be so stupid? Now, what have I said to make you go into the whoops? Nothing in the world, responded the Marcus, still laughing. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, and then what I like about that is Lord Buckton visits shortly after. And does he propose again? He does, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And she is so indignant. Like, what? This is a terrible yeah. time what for a proposal. Idiot does that. And... Um, and she actually says to Albert Stoke, well, if you can think of anything stupider than to make me an offer of marriage at such a time as this, she explained, would you do such an idiotish thing? Of course you would not. I don't believe you even in Dimian would. He looked at her for a moment, an oddly twisted smile on his lips. Then he said, I can't answer in Dimian, but for myself, no, Frederica, I would not. <laughs> but you nearly did, didn't you, Albert Stoke? Yes, but he did realise in time that it wasn't the time for a <laughs> And the restorative pork jelly makes a return appearance right at the end of the book. Um, so they're all back in London and Eliza and Charles are around filling in Federica and Alberstoke on what happened with Harris and Endymion, yeah. which sounds amazing and we'll have to come back to. Yeah. Um, and basically, you know, they're going to be married and Eliza just says, uh, very well, but I think you should be married first, Alberstoke. Yeah. And then sort of like sweeps out of the room, oh, gets Charles to agree with agree yeah. with her which was yeah. difficult he's employed by Alstoke yeah. and then they both leave the room and sort of and Frederica's like what? what? What's, <laughs> going, what's going on? what's going on here? and she says this is ridiculous cousin Alstoke such an, an absurd notion has never crossed my mind that my child I know only too well he replied ruefully I have no thoughts of marriage that also I know to my cost all you think of is pork jelly my love pork jelly? oh the irrepressible laughter sprang into her eyes for a moment you don't mean to tell me you were going to make me an offer then? Such was my intention, but there is something very daunting about pork jelly. <laughs> but it was restorative pork jelly, she said, before she could check her unruly tongue. Yes. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then while we're at this beautiful proposal bit, <sighs> the youngest Merivale, bursting into the room sometime later, found them seated side by side on the sofa. Buddle said I wasn't to disturb you, but I knew that was fudge, she said scornfully. Cousin Alvestoke, there is something I particularly wish to ask you. He broke off, perceiving suddenly, and with disfavour, that his cousin Alberstoke had an arm around Frederica. Revolted by such a betrayal of unmanliness, he bent a disapproving look upon his idol and demanded, Why are you cuddling Frederica, sir? Because we're going to be married, replied his lordship calmly. It's obligatory, you know. One is expected to uh, cuddle the lady one is going to marry. Oh, said Felix. Well, I won't ask anyone to marry me, if that's what you have to do. I must say, I never thought that you, sir, would have... Again, he broke off, as a thought struck him. Will that make her a, a she-marquis? Oh, Jessamy, did you hear that? Frederica is going to be a she-marquis. What you mean is a marchioness, you ignorant little ape, 
replied his austere brother, closing the door behind him. There's nothing funny about it. He looked at Frederica and said simply, I'm glad. He added with a touch of awkwardness, We shall miss you, but I am glad. She stretched out her hand to him. Dear Jessamy, but you won't miss me. We shall still be together. The only difference is that we shall all of us, you and Felix and I, live with Cousin Halberstoke instead of at Greynard, and you won't object to that, I know. He did not answer her, but turned his eyes upon the Marquis, saying, Thank you, but you can't wish to have us foisted on you, sir. No, a hideous prospect, agreed his lordship. The thing is that I can get your sister on easier terms. One of his rare smiles swept across Jessamy's face. You, you are the most complete hand, sir. No, he isn't, said Felix. Why shouldn't you wish to have us? It isn't as though we would be a trouble to him. Cousin Alverstoke, what I particularly wanted to ask you is, may I have a workshop at Alva? For experiments? If I promise faithfully not to play the house up. If you please, Cousin Alverstoke. Aww. And that's where the story ends. Yeah. And, oh, my God, Jesse's, like... I know. Jesse's, oh, I'm gonna... I'm pleased for you, but... He yeah. thinks he's going to go and live with Harry. and oh. Yeah. oh, it is. That is a lovely, lovely ending, isn't it? That's so nice. And uh, just before you get to that bit, you, you hear about um, Karis and Endymion. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> God. So they come back from Aunt's farm. Yeah. Felix is so fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, everyone's back. You, while they've been at Aunt's farm, there's been a development in the relationship of Karis and Endymion. Mm-hmm. And Harry is encouraging this. Partly because he's annoyed at Frederica. Yeah, well, definitely towards the end. Yeah. Well, he likes Endymion, oh, doesn't yeah, yeah. he? Yeah, you're right. Um, but then they have this fight. And um, and I think this um, spurs mm-hmm. Harry into mm-hmm. lending them aid to elope. Yeah. But not elope because, of course, he is... Yeah, he very belatedly realises that he's Karis's guardian and yeah. he can just give them permission to marry. Yeah, so not using his guardianship the best use no, no, <laughs> just or the most responsible thing um yeah and so um so he does this they get a special license special license but this is all told so we know they're gonna we know this we know this is gonna happen don't yeah. we but um we hear the story mm. from charles trevor thank god because then we don't have to listen to Karis and endymion yeah um because Frederica has, has a note from Caris, has yeah. she? Um, she calls Alberstoke because that's what she does mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. Um, relies on him. And she, um, and then they're all wondering, oh, what do we do about this marriage? Yeah. And um, then we have Charles Trevor entering the room. Mm. And the way he tells the story oh, is so good. Yeah, yeah. Because he really underplays it. Yeah. <laughs> you get the impression that it is one of the most embarrassing period of events anyone could live through. So he yeah. sees them yeah. going into the chapel, because he just happens to be in the area, um, and he wonders what's going on. So he goes in, and when he realises, he's like, I'm going to have to stop this wedding. Yeah. So he waits for the... Just for the imp- Yeah, just call the impediments. <laughs> and he, he says yes, which yeah. is something we've all thought about doing. Yeah. Um, but he is mortified by this, oh, isn't he? God, because yeah. his... His father's yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, a pastor, yeah. And so he doesn't want to make a scene in church, no, no. but he feels like his duty to do so. Yeah. So he says, "Yes, I do." <laughs> have a just come and then everybody they go into the vestry yeah. and they have it all out. Harris is having hysterics. Uh, yeah, someone throws a glass of water on at some point. Don't yeah. they? Harry, I think, throws a glass of yeah. water out. Um, and, and yet in the end, the, the, the vicar refuses to marry them because yeah. it's such a ridiculous situation. No, because what happens is they realise that 
and Dim- so uh, um, Harry goes off and Dimion realises he's written a note oh, yeah. to his mother oh, when will people stop leaving notes yeah and they all they all laugh at this because yeah. he um, he he wrote a note to his mother um, so because he, he, he thought that he wouldn't remember afterwards <laughs> to do so yeah old oh, Charles bravely goes with yeah Endymion uh, and and Caris to Endymion's mum and sort of he manages to to smooth over that as well to yeah. the point that Mrs Dauntry um, is kind of taking comfort in Caris I keep forgetting her name yeah um, yeah so he's there for all of these incredibly awkward conversations yeah. and yeah he needs to go on a diplomatic mission because he's amazing yeah oh. yes he is the hero yeah, yeah. partly because all of these things that we're, we're, we're giving credit to Alverstoke for being so so understanding and helpful all he's actually doing is saying Trevor <laughs> Mr yeah. Trevor can you look after this yeah. and, and he does yeah. yeah yeah he should have his own book oh I'd read that any day of week so that's it for this week thanks for listening um next time we're going to do the foundling yeah okay yeah usually we like say a little bit about the book we're coming we're coming up to but neither of us remember this <laughs> no um so yeah it'd be good <laughs> yeah we definitely need to read this one again yeah. i have i have read it and i've reread it yeah. but it was a long time ago yeah same here okay oh that'd be exciting yeah okay cool um that's all from us see you soon Bye. Bye.